When you're designing an investment fund or a syndication, one very fundamental idea is whether or not your investors are going to have a vote whether or not they get to vote on major decisions. Now this video, which is a blast from the past, and I made it for the very top real estate brokers, real estate developers, uh, people who wanted to go from, uh, from being in a business to doing syndications and investment funds of their very own, because I had people who had, were working for investment funds or REITs who also were part of the program. They, what I wanted to instill in them and what this video is about is how you deal with that question of major decision making. Now, if your major decision making is done as part of, you know, all of your shareholders get to make a vote, this video is spot on. But even if they don't get a vote, even if you have complete control and complete voting authority, this is still fundamental. Why? Because your investors should have a voice. Whether or not they actually, as a legal matter, have a vote, you should always make sure that your investors have a voice in it. I think it's a good idea to, on those very major decision-making things, have a vote. See what it is. Now, it's possible that you're not going to follow it. And if you don't follow it, that's fine. But just make sure it's well-reasoned and that your investors understand. So everything should be structured in such a way that investors have a voice. And that's what this video is about. We're talking about operations. We're talking about communications. And in this video, we're talking about voting. Voting is important. It is spelled out in your operating agreements. Uh, sometimes there are things that decisions need to be made by the investors. And so the first thing we need to do when we're talking about voting is determine if a vote is needed. Now, most of the time, the property or the asset manager, the syndicator, is going to have the authority to be able to make the decision for the investment uh, most of the time. Now, there are things that sometimes I will choose uh, to make it a little more palatable to investors to give more voting control over to the investors. Things like choosing when to sell is a perfect example. I would almost always have that be something that is uh, votable by an investor because they, they feel in control of that investment. Now, I wouldn't let them have necessarily the voting right to choose one tenant over another if it was a multi-tenant building, um, but there may be things that you decide is in your best interest to allow your investors to vote on uh, and make, help you make the decision. So the things you need to know is, first, if you need to do a vote at all, and the second is uh, what percentage of the vote you need. Is this a majority, so 51%, or is it a supermajority, 75%? Whatever it is, you need to know what that vote is. And we're gonna talk about that, uh, where you put that in just a minute. And then you need to also know what, um, 
how you quantify votes. I almost always would put it in a uh, pro rata uh, voting situation where uh, the investor gets to vote based on the percentage of the uh, of the equity that they have. There may be some situations, however, where you've decided to make it vote on a per investor basis. So the person who has one million invested gets the same amount of a vote as somebody who's invested a thousand. If that's the decision you made, that's fine. You just need to, we just need to know that. So I'm going to walk you through basically how I would talk to an investor when it's something that I think we need to vote on. So it's calling that vote. Now, first, read your operating agreement and understand how voting takes place. You're going to need some of the data from there anyway, but make sure you understand it as best you can. So in my email, I would say, dear blank. I put that there mostly to make sure that you understand this is an email. Um, I would first thank them for investing with you. I mean, they're trusting you with a lot of money. Let's thank them. Second is a summary about what is going on. And here I'm talking about a summary of the whole property uh, from the very in the very beginning. So we purchased this property three years ago for such and such. Um, and, you know, it's been performing well. Just a nice narrative to uh, so that the investor can understand the backstory. Now, they probably do understand it, but maybe they own a lot of different things and it's very easy to get it confused and they would just like it all in one place. Do them a favor, show up like a professional and give them a nice narrative uh, to show that you're the trustworthy person that they believed you were. So and I talk about the, in the initial, talk about progress. And then I'd go right to the situation that you were voting on. Is it time, to, do you believe it's time to sell, whatever. Um, and your basic idea about what it is. Uh, here you want to support whatever uh, you want to do, but I wouldn't necessarily be heavy handed on it. So you want to be somewhat convincing, but you certainly don't want to uh, be so persuasive that people are being forced to vote one way or another. Uh, but you certainly have a right to an opinion um, and they should understand that this is your basic recommendation based on your on your professional knowledge. So the next section I would talk about is the financial impact. This is an investment. So how is this going to impact their bottom line? If you were projecting out a IRR of 14% and this is a you know, uh, going to make it so they have an IRR of 15.2%. Fantastic. Let them know. If you're projecting it out that it's actually going to be a 9%, but here's why I think we need to do it anyway, because of these risks. Um, well, make sure they understand what that financial impact is. So that way they can, at the end of the day, know what it is. So for example, also, if I was going to be describing, recommending the sale of the property, I would identify what that financial impact is. I would say, 
you know, our list price uh, would be approximately um, our less costs for for brokerage fees and for uh, escrows, title, etc. is going to be that much. Um, and then, oh, then uh, I would probably say projected sales costs because it's probably going to be less than than uh, your your list price. I would then put in what the you know the total amount of equity. And then I probably would then put, you know, the the um, return per share. So that's just an example. If I was talking about selling the property, what I would put something like that, just so that they understand as much of the impact as possible. They can make a good decision for themselves how they want to vote. Uh, put numbers that are favorable to you and numbers that are not favorable to you. Put just Put, give them the full picture. You're a fiduciary. Give them everything they deserve. Um, and then is your, uh, I would put down here, your recommendation. So I would allude to my recommendation in the situation. But I would put my recommendation in its own section so that they can clearly see it is. And here's your opportunity to be more persuasive. Do not be heavy handed, um, but be reasonable. And, uh, you know, you want these people to stay investors with you. And then call the vote. And then here we're talking about um, what question is right so the question is whether we should put property of Blackacre on the market for four million dollars now um within or within the next three months hire this brokerage company uh whatever it is whatever that question is uh we put it there and make it clear so they know exactly what they're work what they're voting for we don't want them any ambiguity when it comes to this and then I think it is useful to say, um, give the basis of why they're voting. So I put subject to the operating agreement uh, in paragraph five or whatever it is. Um, uh, then why you are voting in that this isn't one of the decisions that a manager gets to make. This is one of the, the ones that investors get to make. So you're calling the vote. Um, and then what vote. So, um, so in something like in order to approve, Uh, this vote requires, you know, if it's 51% or more high, uh, whatever we're putting, we're giving what that percentage is that we talked about up here, uh, what that percentage of the vote is. 
in order to um, in order so that they know uh, how close is it going to be? Is it a super majority or whatever it is? Uh, I would then put in a line that's very clearly marked that says a vote. In favor, and actually we probably put this in bold. So that way they can see um, what they're exactly what they're voting for very, very quickly. Again, not hiding the ball. And then how to vote. I'll probably send you an email or reply to this email with how you wish to vote or something like that. And then now you've got a very nice email that's calling for your vote. And then lastly, as those votes come in, you're starting to do a tally. So I would do something like here you've got a list of all of your investors. They own... Uh, if they own a what that's 100% of the vote. And this is assuming that they're voting uh, pro rata. Um, then I would do vote in favor. We're opposed. I like to do this and have this as a real document because then it's very clear that I've done what I need to do. I could also, uh, I do think that we want to keep this private, but I could also put investor A, investor B, investor C, investor D, um, just to, so that it's, it's more private. Um, and then I would just mark, you know, this is in favor. They were opposed in favor, in favor. Um, and then now you've got a new tally. And so here you've got, 75% of the vote in favor, 25% opposed. And now you've got a nice spreadsheet that just shows, you know, the vote. And it's very clear on what it was. And uh, everything is documented. So this is how we go through the process and document, uh, do our votes. So whenever a decision needs to be made that's subject to voting, now you've done it in a way that's very fair, it's very clear, it's not heavy-handed, and um, it's reviewable. So if there's ever a question of whether you did your right, did your job properly, you've got it done. And now you're showing up like a true professional, uh, which also is going to build the trust with your investors, even if they don't get the way they voted. Giving investors a voice, absolutely critical if you're going to be successful. Happy investors mean that you are going to be a happy syndicator, investment fund manager business. 
That's what, that's what this video is really about. Not just the formalities of taking a vote and how you do it, but just making sure that they have a voice uh, and how what, what that process looks like. Now, this video was put together specifically for real estate professionals, but if you're not a real estate professional, if you were doing an investment fund or you're doing a uh, syndication of some other sort, or you're a business raising capital, it still matters. You still have investors. So if I can help you, my name is Tilden Muschietti. I am a syndication attorney for the Muschietti Syndication Law Group. If I can help you put together your own syndication investment fund, do the things that are necessary to raise capital for your business, whatever it is, I can help you stay in compliance, also help you uh, keep happy investors.